Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, I tell you guys I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want to play more. Yes. Let's go. If you missed... Let's go right through a wall, Phil. Let's go, Declan. Well, if you missed friend of the show Kevin O'Connell a couple weeks ago on Purple Daily, go back and check that out. Definitely, uh, definitely worth your time. KOC was a great guest. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die at some point. Let's get the show on the road. Uh, TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com and inspire greatness with TCL and let's shout out our friends real quick at EcoFun too. So EcoFun has many, many fun toys for you and your family to get into. I mean, look at this, by the way, this showroom here, there's two different showrooms in Forest Lake off 35 off uh, 35W in Burnsville, EcoFunMotorsports.com. But for instance, you can get into, well, there's youth ATVs, which you're seeing here sort of bottom left there. You can get into electric scooters from 49cc all the way up to 300cc in stock and ready to ride. So check out all these fun, fun toys. Uh, electric bikes right now are 10% off retail, 50% off dealer freight charges as well. So check them out, ecofunmotorsports.com, ecofunmotorsports.com, and tell them Purple Daily sent you in. We love to rank things on this show. Yes, and so today, old Dex, not Dex, not just Dex tweets, is it Dex threads now too? Uh, I just, I, well, I did merge the Instagram handle, which is the underscore Dexter. I wish I actually would have made a different handle because I, I don't think there probably was a Declan Goff at the time I made the threads account. So now, now I'm stuck. Like now I'm, now I'm, now I'm stuck with the Oh, so your Dexter. Instagram account has to be the same handle as your threads I, and vice I, versa. I think it does. I did merge that okay. part. Um, but yeah, no. the follower count, no, I was like, I don't want to know if I want to merge everything here. And also, like, my Instagram feed is different than my Twitter feed, so that's where, like, I didn't want to, I was trying to figure out how I want to marry those two together. You know, I don't like to mix business with pleasure, and I was just trying to figure out the best way to do what? that. What? You consider Instagram pleasure, but yeah. threads business? I cons- Well, I consider Twitter business, and I consider Instagram um, pleasure, and I didn't know, remember you were saying you can merge, you know, your in- you can just follow your accounts over from Instagram? I didn't know yeah, if I wanted I to do that. So who who specifically on your Instagram account are you worried is no, going to like see the I, I just didn't know how many people were even were going to be on the thread. So I, and I would just would rather pick 
who am I going to follow here? You know, it's that's also important to me. Seems like a lot of work because you're already following like a bunch of people eh, on Instagram. You know. you know. that, that's part of the game, though. I like to fish and figure out who I who I want on this side. Judd looks I don't disgusted, want. right? But you can find all of us on Threads. Yeah, by the way, which we're just on launched yesterday on Threads, the Threads app. Even Judd, we got the sports dad set up on it's Threads great. too. Mm-hmm. All set to go. Posting stuff, pictures, videos. I mean, I am happening right now on threads you are so cool on threads right now all right we love to rank things on this show so declan is coming with his 10 most important vikings for the 2023 season so this is obviously very subjective because it's most important according to declan right Mm -hmm. that is correct um so I, i originally did this list what i think like honestly a month ago we've just been uh uh devoting other stuff to content, but I, I actually didn't make any change. I went back last night to double-check to make sure, all right, is this still yeah. solid? Is this still okay? Do I, am I having any emissions the first time? And I didn't I didn't make any changes. No one moved up a slot. No one was added. No one was deleted. I actually kept it the exact same. So this is my. these are my 10 most important Vikings for 2023. There are no honorable mentions. There are no outside. There are no, there's no one else here. It's just 10 guys. Okay, we are just sticking to the plan here. No OLI, there's no honorable mention, just 10 of the most important Vikings for the 2023 season. Let's start with number 10. We'll count down. Number 10. Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph (laughs) is the 10th most important Minnesota Viking for the 2023 season. Now, I know that I have been the Greg Joseph stan. I might be really the only one who's not a Joseph Bloodline member. Uh, but also, how, how how refreshing would it also be, though, just to have a GD reliable kicker for the Vikings? They really haven't had it since Ryan Longwell. And I know last year, Greg Joseph didn't cost the, the Vikings any games, but he still missed a bunch of extra points. I actually had a great conversation on Ventline this last week with some Vikings fans on this exact topic. I mean, if you can get this guy to hit his extra points and he's money from inside 50, I think you take some of the misses that happened last year at 50. Like let's say he let's say he didn't miss extra points last year, but he still had the same number from fifty. We probably feel a little bit better. I'm not saying it's ironclad and he's like Justin Tucker in his prime, but you feel a little bit better about Greg Joseph. Can he fix his extra points? And then also when it's time to nail a big fifty yarder, which is now becoming kind of the new norm in the NFL, you need your kicker to do so. So Greg Joseph is number ten on my most important Vikings. Okay, let me let me turn this around. And by the way, I agree that the that the Vikings kicker should always be one of the ten most important players based on history. So I do not disagree with Greg Joseph being on this list. My question for you guys is: He was four of ten from fifty yards. He was awful from fifty plus yards, like Declan's alluded to. He was also awful extra points, forty of forty six. This is relative to the league. He was really bad at both. Right. I think the fifty yarders drive me more crazy in today's NFL because this isn't like, you know, 40 years ago where you just bring a guy out like your kicker, like rests his cigarette down on the bench, puts his single bar helmet on, and hopefully he can make a kick over 39 yards, right? Like you need kickers to make 50-yard field goals. And he was not good at those last year. That bothers me. And I think the math would probably play out too. Like you need your kicker to be making 50-yard field goals you also needed him making extra points, but he cost you more points in games by missing those than the extra points, I think. What was his make against the Giants here in the regular season game that they won? He, 
He won that game, right? Like a fifth was it? It was like a was it a sixty? I think it was. Yes, it was. It was. No, that was the Saints game. Was a sixty. He nailed. He he nailed two. He nailed two. He nailed the London game, and then yes, the Giants game. I believe he absolutely rocketed once. I went nuts. Yep. So that's that's what you need in today's game. Um, my biggest 61 against the Giants. Yep. So that's really impressive. But yes, yes, statistically, and. I understand that in 2023 now, you're probably not going to be perfect on extra points, but yeah, your percentage has to improve or you start to go for two more often, but like (laughs) that, that definitely has to have an uptick because at some point in time, you're going to get to knock on wood, a playoff game. And this poor, this poor franchise can't afford another miss in a playoff game. No, just that's can. why that's why the kicker should always be in the top 10. So De- Declan is, is spot on with this. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving down. Number nine, you could actually make a case that this guy is a little bit buried or maybe doesn't have higher expectations, but I still think he's very important because I think he's maybe the missing ingredient that takes this Vikings offense from a fringe top 10 into the top five. Number nine for me is the rookie wide receiver, Jordan Addison. So he's gotten off to a little bit of a slowest start here. Obviously, he missed some time uh, during the OTAs. Uh, he might even be behind the pecking order going in the training camp. K.J. Osborne's looking like he's having a good camp. Hell, Jalen Naylor's even making some hay here. But Jordan Addison was your first-round draft pick. He's supposed to take your offense over the top. And I, I do like the fact that he's not being asked here and to step in and be the number one option. You can make a case he's the third-best option, maybe even the fourth in this loaded offense. But if Jordan Addison excels and takes this Vikings offense from fringe top 10 to top 5 and another big weapon for Kirk Cousins as Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson are being cu- double covered. Jordan Addison, I think it is that missing ingredient. So I'm going to put the rookie wide receiver at number nine on my most important Vikings. And I think the most important thing here, though, is that it, there is week one, the perception that he can stretch the field to free up JJ. So like, it's not even what it's an interesting discussion because it's not what Addison necessarily is going to provide statistically so much as the threat that Thielen didn't provide yeah. because he couldn't get separation. So yes, this is def this is definitely an important one. Um, I do if, if you're looking for a little bit of consolation about the fact that, that he that Jordan only took part in the rookie minicamp and didn't practice after because of an undisclosed injury. We came across the same problem, if you guys recall, last year in the offseason practices with KJ Osborne. Yeah. And and KOC said at that time he'll be fine for training camp, and he was. So yes, I think if you are if you can open the season with Jordan Addison running precise routes and freeing up Jefferson, that becomes the, the most important thing, regardless of what his actual statistical output is. It's like it's interesting because Addison's not a burner. He's not like a you know, a four three eight guy or anything like that, but can his route running, his sort of artistic and advanced route running, create separation and create opportunities down the field in in that regard? Like Chris Carter used to. Chris Carter wasn't just an underneath intermediate. Chris Carter would get open because he was a great route runner, yeah. not a burner at all. More importantly than being a burner is this. When you are throwing the ball, especially deep, can you catch it? Which sounds really, really stupid, but it's true. No. Because if you're a burner and you drop a pass... And then you drop two, guess what? Kirk Cousins says, whoa, 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 why am I going to throw to this kid? So I think the most important thing is, yes, run precise routes and catch the ball every stinking time. But more importantly, 
make the defense concerned about you. Amen. So, yeah, all right, Jordan Addison. It would be nice to see him at a practice here at some point. Maybe he can say hi to Judd. It'd be nice, too. Hmm? Talk to me. Hmm? All right, number eight, another new member to the Vikings, new cornerback Byron Murphy Jr. So I actually originally wrote down at eight, Byron Murphy Jr. slash every single cornerback on the roster because I think this is just their weakest position here. And Byron Murphy is going to have to be st- is going to step in and try to be the starting and try to be the shutdown corner on this team that that is very thin and very unproven, I should say, at cornerback. Byron Murphy probably has the highest expectations because he was brought in here as a free agent. Uh, the Vikings' pass defense is probably going to be pretty bad this season, but can he lock things down? Can he at least make things a little bit easier? Can Brian Flores unlock some stuff here? I think Byron Murphy Jr. is the most important addition in that cornerback group. So I do have Byron Murphy Jr. at number eight on my 10 most important Vikings. Judd, what is the, from what you've gathered at the practices, what is the expectation for Byron Murphy? So there are some some numbers that would suggest he's really good in single coverage, which you, you need guys that can do that with what Brian Flores is going to do. Yep. I mean, is is he... Is he supposed to be a shutdown guy? Is he? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna play in the slot at times too, right? In the nickels, so like what what are the expectations for him? I think the correct phrase because I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he is seen yet, certainly as a, a shutdown guy, and he is certainly coming off a season with injury problems with the Cardinals. I think the phrase would be this: stabilizing influence, because you're really young or around him like booths a question mark evans a question mark if you go down the the list of corners outside of byron murphy jr there's some quality there but there's question marks there so i think the most important thing is he starts outside he goes inside in the nickel which was there is no question about it an area of concern and weakness last year i mean shannon sullivan was not good And that's an absolutely imperative position that you be a stabilizing force. So I don't think that there's this Xavier Rhodes in his prime, and he's not being paid like that. But I do think that there is an expectation that he's going to bring a a level of consistency and professionalism that the Vikings really lacked, especially in the slot last season. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good one, though, Dex. That's absolutely right. All right. Number seven. You guys might think I have this guy too low. I'll wait and see here. Number seven for me is the tight end TJ Hawkinson. So I have TJ Hawkinson at number seven here. And now loved the acquisition last season. I thought that was great. I love that they made a big splash on draft day. He maybe can enter into the tier one slot of being a tight end in the NFL. I think he's probably firmly in that tier two range right now. Um, But when I look at the rest of the offense, I think there's other players here that are much more important uh, to taking this top offense into the top five category. I like TJ Hawkinson. He's probably going to be a, a nice red zone threat. He's a good intermediate type of wide receiver that can get open. But for me, he's just number seven on my top 10 most important Vikings for 2023. Yeah, I, I need to see the rest of the list here, but that seems fair. I don't know if I can fight this one. The The only thing that I would say it's low is because of Kirk, though. Kirk loves his tight ends, yeah. and he loves this guy. I mean, this guy came in with basically no practice and what, caught something like 7 of 7 or 80, 8 of 8 passes at Washington. Yeah. Um, I think in Kirk's world, TJ Hawkinson is just a huge imperative part. Um, if the quarterback was different, you're probably right. But, yeah, I, 
I will certainly wait to hear the rest of the list, but I think you're right, Dex. I think your intuition is correct. I think this might be a tad too low, given what Hawkinson's going to mean for this particular quarterback. Side note, I hope in the quarterback documentary that comes out here next week on Netflix featuring Kirk, I would love this angle that judges talked about explored like tj hoxson comes in mid-season like i would love to see like some behind the scenes things on that what's it like from a quarterback perspective to get a new guy into an offense to get him acclimated so quickly where yeah he is catching seven passes literally coming off the street kind of uh into an offense that is very difficult like we always talk about trade deadlines oh just get this bat in baseball and put him in the lineup and you're better the nfl you're learning a whole new playbook it is not just as simple as switching uniforms and batting fourth um, so I, I would love to see this kind of explored more in the documentary too. Or this is too much made of our offense is so interesting. Nobody can understand. Like I've always wondered that because there are guys that step in and it's like, oh, wow, throw the ball, catch the ball. So I, right. I would love to see that part too, just to see if it dispels a little bit about this is the National Football League, son. It's too intricate for you to understand. I think you know, there, there's only so many – there's only, like, as an offensive lineman, there's only so many things that can be thrown at you. Like, it's just different variations of things. As a tight end, there's only so many routes you can run in a route tree, and there's only so many ways that you could could chip and then run a route. Like, once you have that stuff sort of mastered, then it's about the language, right? I would think that that's the yeah, barrier, sure. that if you're, if you're coming into something and they're speaking French and you don't, you know what the routes are, but, like, you don't know how it's communicated, so... It's probably more complicated to idiots like us that like last played football when we were in fifth grade or whatever. So like, well, the X jet, you know, whatever, like the common person thinks that's complicated, but a football player is like, oh, those are the receiver letters and this is the blocking concept or whatever. So it, yeah, it, I, I would be curious to sort of see something from Netflix like that too. All right. Number six on Declan's most important Vikings list. All right. Number six is uh, the defensive player. And I think this guy, even though up there in age, is very important to this defense and especially is important to Brian Flores, is Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith comes in at number six here. And I know there's probably just a few more miles left in the gas tank here for Harrison. You can make the point that he's obviously past his prime a little bit. But with that cornerback room being thin, uh, with that defense now being turned over to another defensive coordinator in Flores, can Smith be used in different ways or ways that can just make him more useful on that defense, whether it's not, not, and not just learning about the new intricacies and getting rookies up to speed. I think there is another level to Harrison Smith here that we can still see. And I think he's in a very important piece, especially with a lot of guys who are unproven and a lot of guys who haven't played a lot of defensive snaps. You look at the backfield there, you see Harrison Smith as a safety. And I think he means a lot to Flores. So I do have him a little high here but I think he is very important to the 2023 Vikings. You know, considering that everyone in that defensive backfield is like just out of college, basically, including Byron Murphy Jr., who's 25, been in the league for four years. I think, I don't, I don't think this is too high, dude. Like they need someone back there who knows what they're doing, who can direct traffic, have an assistant coach on the field, and have a guy, if he has gas left in the tank, and we think he has at least a season of gas left, that can aggressively play up at the line of scrimmage, drop back when needed. Like He just seems to fit perfectly what Brian Flores wants to do with safeties. So if he can still do it physically, I agree with this sort of fringe top five ranking for Harrison. 
If there is a place in this sport to age gracefully a position, it's safety as well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would say this. I would say among the things that Donna Shell screwed up last year was this. He used Harrison Smith as a common player. He played deep. Now, he picked off, like, I believe he, he tied his career high with five picks. So it would not be accurate to say he had a bad year. But you think about how Zimmer used Smith throughout his time here. And he almost used him as a coach on the field because he's so smart. Because mm-hmm. safety is a place where you can age a bit, but your smarts can get you by. Like, I think if you age it outside corner, you're just sort of screwed. Like, it's not like, well, I'm still really yeah. smart. Hold on. That guy just ran by me. At safety, <laughs> it's different. So Goodbye, my I love. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a veteran. Oh, my God. I got beat again. But at safety, Smith can be used as, as an on field coach and to your point dex he can be brought up to the line of scrimmage he can basically tell guys what to do so yeah i think that this is incredibly fair and yes smith is aging but i don't think that's a death knell here and i do think that as far as his all-around contribution he could actually be in line for a really nice bounce back year not because it was his fault last season but because he just was used in one specific way which is how every slappy safety is used to being used it wasn't creative at all. Yeah. So we're halfway through Declan's 10 most important Vikings. I think it's time for a snack break at Three Jack in oh. the North Loop in Minneapolis. What a place. Great spot. You can get a good, you can get your golf sim on. You can get a great burger, especially two and a happy hour or, or maybe even a lunch. You got a client that you want to take out. I'm like, where, where the heck can I go here? You know, there's so many different spots in the North Loop. I recommend Three Jack. Okay. You got the great chicken sandwich there. The loaded nachos, too, if you want to bring an office party into town, you can maybe get some of your golf swings in and also chow down on those awesome loaded nachos. Go to 3jack.com to book that bay. You can also stay up to date on their burgers of the week. Plenty of things are always happening, too, at 3jack. You can join leagues there. You can get your golf sim in there year-round, so you don't got to wait six months to get back outside. Go to 3jack and 3jack.com to learn more. Also, our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine have the biggest supply of Bennington pontoons in the state of Minnesota and even in the country, I believe. Over 300 pontoons in stock right now. Three locations for Power Lodge in Brainerd, Onami, and Ramsey, and then Miller Marine in St. Cloud. This is a great time of year if you're a football fan, Judd, to just be just getting that throttle therapy, relaxing out on the water. Yes, exactly right. So if you are a football fan we are getting and this is not a bad thing but we are getting very close to training camp and the start of the season and your fantasy league drafts and you know what there's not a lot of time to relax there's not a lot of time to unwind let your hair down but you can do it right now and a bennington is the perfect way imagine that nice sunset right Mm -hmm. gorgeous summer day take in the air the water it's fantastic do it now before all heck breaks loose on football season PowerLodge.com or MillerMarine.com. All right, Dex, let's get to the top five most important Vikings here. All right, number five for me. Thank God for Dr. Alex. He was able to talk us off the ledge. It is Brian O'Neill, the right tackle here. Great. Yeah, I was honestly incredible. Uh, I, I, I th- that was good to hear because I thought the Achilles injury would just would just seem like a like a death sentence to his point that happened with Lodeholt. Um, and Brian O'Neill, though, is still in a very important tackle. Uh, you could make a case the Vikings had the best tackle tandem in like 10 or 15 years. I can't remember the last time they had two really strong tackles in Brian O'Neill and Christian Derrissaw that they do right now, and they need those two guys to basically protect Kirk, 
open up lanes, and it's just it's refreshing for the first time that the Vikings actually have competency on the offensive line. Uh, so I have Brian O'Neill lower. Obviously, Christian Derrissaw will be on this list here, but I have Brian O'Neill fifth on my ten most important Vikings. Yeah, man, that was great, man. Having Dr. Alex, who's literally in his scrubs, <laughs> yeah. ready to perform no, some sort of foot or ankle surgery. I was. I, like, I, I mean, like, it, like Dex has been putting this poor guy into retirement for the last six weeks. I would say retirement. Brian O'Neill's done. I think he's over. And look, yeah, Dr. Alex just calmed him down. And again, I think the important thing that the doctor said is this isn't a complete tear. Right. Lord Holt blew his Achilles out. Ugh. Like that was it. It snapped. This was this was what partially a calf, I think, partially Achilles. And and I will go back to to this offensive linemen for the most part now are in far better shape. They're not as big, and I got to think the weight bearing of a guy like Phil. I mean, Lord Holt was a mammoth man. I got to think the difference in size also helps in recovery for something like this that has to support your weight, wouldn't you think? I would say, like, if you guys missed the audience out there, if you missed, write that down yesterday. We had a doctor, first 15 minutes of the show, because we did the accountability session, then he rifled off us. He was literally, like, going into surgery. He was He's a foot and ankle surgeon. And he took some time at the end of his predictions to calm us down about Brian O'Neill and explained why it's not the same as a fully torn Achilles tendon, so... He can explain it way better than we can. You should go check that out. Thank you, Dr. Alex. Your uh, your services are always welcome here. Doctor on staff, a lawyer on staff. Yeah. No, it's getting Chase. very expensive yeah. around here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who's paying to... these bills? Yeah, right now, nobody. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Are we going to go Chapter 11 here eventually? <laughs> Just declare bankruptcy? Hopefully not. <laughs> Thanks to our friends, at. Uh, all right, let's get to number four. All right, number four, the last defensive player on this list for me, Daniil Hunter. And I know things are a little murky right now with his contract situation, but he is obviously, on paper at least, the most important and the best player on defense for the Vikings in 2023. Uh, He's still racked up a good amount of sacks. He's still racked up a ton of pressures in this weird system under Ed Donatel. What can Brian Flores do with him? Who loves the blitz, who loves to get creative, and you need elite pass rushers in today's NFL. It's one of the most important things on that side of the football so Daniil Hunter, I know things are trying to figure it out, get figured out with his contract. Can they pay him? Can they keep him happy? Hopefully they don't have to trade him. Uh, but I believe he is the most important player on the Vikings defense. But in terms of the top 10 overall, he comes in at number four for me. Okay. You know, I, I don't disagree. But I do find it interesting that Brian Flores, throughout his career, has found ways to generate a ton of pressure without a Daniil Hunter caliber edge rusher. So I agree if they had to trade Hunter because they couldn't come to some reasonable contract, you know, agreement, I still think Flores could generate pressure just schematically. So we'll see. Maybe, and maybe that's part of their conversation now is like, well, we're not like desperate to get into a bad three year guaranteed contract here because we can generate pressure elsewhere. And we think Marcus Davenport's good, but, uh, but yeah, Hunter on this list for sure. All right. Three left here. Mm-hmm. Three left, all offensive players. Number three, Christian Derrissaw. I'll yeah. put Christian Derrissaw at number three here, uh, emerging as one of the best left tackles in the NFL. The blind side to Kirk Cousins, the anchor on this offensive line. Um, has missed a little bit of time in his first two years, but I think still when he's on the field, he's clearly shown that he is one of the best tackles in the NFL. It's one of the most important positions. 
It's an unsung hero in the NFL at that position group. You don't get any of the statistics. You don't get all the praise and love. But, man, it's great when you have a guy like Christian Derrissaw on your left side in the offensive line. So I have Christian Derrissaw at number three on my 10 most important Vikings. And this is a great one, too, because it feels like uh, Rick Spielman potentially left this franchise a parting gift with this one. He traded back and, he left and Jefferson you know, too, dude. He yeah. nailed his last two first round. Yeah, he did. Now Jefferson though sort of just fell as well. Like there were what five receivers. And look, it's still a great pick. But the point is, there's some luck there. With Darisaw, I guess there's some luck as well. But I mean he bailed back by what, nine picks? Yeah. Something like that. And I think a lot of us were like, Really? You did that? And Christian Darisaw um is outstanding. And and like, you know, for all that we might ignore him at times, keep in mind, and Riley Reef was okay. So I'm not trying to say he was terrible. But to Declan's point, when you think about this line, right, and the tackles for a while and how uh, suspect at times, to have a Pro Bowl left tackle now is is something you shouldn't sleep on just because you're, you are confident he's that good. Yeah, it's it's um God, it's like Riley. I'm trying to think of the best left tackle they've had. Probably Riley Reef since prime Brian, Brian McKinney. Since right? McKinney, who in his prime was really damn good. Yep, and it's uh it's just like you kind of you go through these games and you notice Jefferson catching nine passes for a buck fifty. You'll get through a game now, and you won't even really think about Darisaw except for like a pancake block here or there. Oh, like look at this big behemoth running twenty yards from the line of scrimmage on a run play. So it's kind of nice that he just he just has it on lockdown, man. He's just like this. He's the security. He's just he's the big bouncer that sits outside, and uh, you know if you don't hear from him on a night, it's great. Appreciate that, though. Yeah. Take notice, darn it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the top two here. I think we know who they are. I'm curious to know what the order. Exactly. So yeah, two obvious uh, most uh, most obvious players here on this list that I have not mentioned yet. There's number two. There's number one. Number two for me, quarterback Kirk Cousins. So I have Kirk Cousins at number two. Uh, it's the most important position in football. I thought last year, man, his perception did take a step forward. He had a lot of eighth, a lot of fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives. Made a lot of throws that old Kirk would not make. Obviously, that's a huge credit too to Kevin O'Connell, Wes Phillips, and the offense. Uh, but I, I, he's still an incredibly important piece. And if you lose your quarterback, man, you are just mostly always screwed unless you're the San Francisco 49ers, of course. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins uh, checks in at number two on my 10 most important Vikings list. And if you can guess, number one, obviously Justin Jefferson, uh, best wide receiver in the NFL. He takes this Vikings offense over the top. You know, as much as this Vikings offense still would have weapons uh, without Justin Jefferson, I think Justin Jefferson's presence alone makes it uh, the most important thing. You know, like, the, would the Vikings offense be awful without Justin Jefferson? No, I don't think it'd be awful, but it certainly wouldn't be a top 10 offense. It obviously probably would maybe only be in that 20 to 16 range. So I have Kirk Cousins two, Justin Jefferson one. So to recap, 10 through one, Greg Joseph at 10, Jordan Addison at nine, Byron Murphy Jr. at eight, TJ Hawkinson at seven, Harrison Smith at six, Brian O'Neill at five, Daniil Hunter at four, Christian Derrissaw at three, Kirk Cousins number two, number one, Justin Jefferson. All right, Judd, how do we feel about Jefferson? I mean, Jefferson being number one, it's hard to argue I mean, with. Yeah, you you could flip them. But, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. 
I guess, and I guess if I was going to do this list, I wouldn't have dismissed the honorable mention so quickly, though, Declan Goff. Wow. Do you have, do you have honorables here? Yeah, I do. Brian wow. Osamoa. Brian Osamoa is going to be put into a role in which um, it's imperative he's good. Like, it's, it, it's absolutely imperative. Because, like, Jordan Hicks is an old guy out there with sort of a cane, knows what to do, but, <laughs> like, he's got to be able to move, and he really can't move, uh, like – Asamoah can. I, I think Asamoah is an incredibly important X factor because I guess my question is this. If he struggles and doesn't play, well, who replaces him? Like he's the one linebacker, I think, that really is a linchpin for what Brian Flores is going to want to do. And Eric Kendricks was jettisoned for a reason. Would, like, you, that wasn't some would you replace thing. anyone in the 10 with Brian Asamoah? That's difficult. I might, I might consider Addison out. At, yeah, what, out. What's at, funny not, about these lists but, is like, let's say you have Asamoah eleventh. I see the nature ways. of a top ten list is like, if you're not in the ten, then you're not important. These are the ten most important. If you're not in the ten, then you are not important. I feel like that's what like TV sports debate shows have us. I saw an argument yesterday, quick side tangent here. It was whoever was filling in on first take or one of those shows on ESPN. And I had the volume down, but I just saw the topic bar on the bottom of the screen. And it was, is it more crucial, the word crucial, is it more crucial for Jimmy Butler to be paired up with Damian Lillard or for Joel Embiid to be paired up with Damian Lillard? Like, who is it more crucial for? <laughs> like, how do you, I don't know, what? Like, well, for, for Dame, it sounds like it's crucial to be in Miami, so that makes it more crucial. I guess. It's crucial for Dame to be in Miami, which is fine. So anyways, any uh, who, who are the other honorable mentions? Do you have anyone else? Or just Brian, No, just that, that's there? just yeah. the one that Nobody I think is. Nobody else is important beyond those 11. That's the one I think, well, I mean, we could get into, like, Evans or Booth. I just don't know how that's going to shake out here. That's the one thing. I don't know how the cornerbacks like that. That's going to be, I think by far and away, because there really is not that much competition here. Like there, there's not a lot of guys going into training camp that starts late this month. There's not a lot of guys who are like in jeopardy of, Oh my God. Now there could be guys that emerge with a cornerback competition. When Byron Murphy jr. Is in the slot. I think Evans is on the field if, again, if he's healthy for sure. But then is it Booth? Is, you know, uh, what Blackman? Like, that's that's the one, but I don't know yet. So I think Asamoa, he's got, like, such a head start on this starting job that I guess my question of is if he struggles, what's the answer there? Is it more crucial for Jordan Addison to step up or one of the young cornerbacks? Jordan Addison has to be able to run a route and present himself as a great decoy. That's the most That's the most crucial thing. Like, this whole thing is going to revolve around, I mean, Jordan Addison was drafted because of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he needs to be, uh, just, he needs to be catching some passes, but also just, like, causing some ruckus, Yeah, which is right? what, just. Which is what Thielen couldn't do. Like that's that was the most important thing. Adam Thielen, and look, he was a great Viking. He's going to be in the Ring of Honor. He deserves all of that. But the lack of separation and the lack of a true threat 
made him not a fit. Yeah. Yep. So good stuff, Dex. Wow. Yeah. Good job, man. Good, good, good stuff there. If you guys let us know in the YouTube comment section, if you agree or disagree with, with Declan's 10 most important or crucial Vikings players for the 2023 season. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard show podcast Monday through Friday, as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard show app, wherever you get your podcasts or visit Tom show.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. We have a random Viking of the Week queued up here by Judd Zolgad. It's our new losers out rule here as we um, we make Judd dig up clues now for the first time these last few weeks. So here's how random Viking of the Week works. Whoever's giving out the clues, Judd this week, will throw out clues. We get up to three incorrect guesses each or we are eliminated. We can shout out guesses whenever we want to. We can ask questions. If Judd wants to answer, it's totally up to him. Uh, old Macadat got on the board for the first time. What a dry spell, man. For the first time in like three months or something with Tyrell Johnson last week. Hmm. Uh, the last few that I have gotten correct are Tyrell Johnson, Dwayne Rudd, Thomas Topay, Ed McDaniel, Marcus Robinson. The last few that Declan have gotten correct are Lance Johnstone, Josh Freeman, Brad Johnson, Greg Lewis, Percy Harvin, and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. That's the only one I didn't feel bad about at all. You should. You covered him. Covered you covered him, him in an he OTA, dude. He, you saw him no, out there no, running he around. Went, he went to training camp, but he was barely there. Yeah. And so, his name is Joel Asamoah. Yeah, can't, Joel can't, un, can't sneak Noah. Pensacola, Florida past this guy without, you know. Yeah, no, you, you had the advantage <laughs> on that one. You definitely so, did. And last yeah. week, I just, Tyrell Johnson, Phil guessed after like three. Yeah, so. Dead where you stood. Sniff that one up. Uh, bef- before we do this, Judd, tell the audience how they can lose weight and change their lives this summer. That comes through uh, my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Look at that guy right there. And I, you know what? I have told you my story. 40 pounds came off. I have gone through through that. But you know what? Every once in a while, I get questions um, via Twitter um, or any other way, emails at times, asking about, like, the program. Do you have to have – in fact, I got one last night that said, do I have to buy a bunch of my own food? Like, is this a bunch of blah, 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 or buy their, their food? Okay, to answer that, this program – and I've talked about this for, for a long time, but it is as simple as it gets. Yes, you get your snacks from them, but for the most part, you buy your own food. Their dietitians and nutritionists are going to help you look like that guy right there. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, it works from firsthand experience. And there's a lot of people who watch this show who can attest to it. And if you join now, the first eight weeks are free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A. 
VEA.com. And as of late, we have started to share stories as well from the PD family, from folks who have tried this and, and have had success. We've started to give you those stories. If you want to send us yours, send it to us at share, L-I-V-E-A, at scorenorth.com. Share, L-I-V-E-A, at scorenorth.com. Again, 855 go L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com. That is how you can join. But this program is as simple as it gets, and it works. There we go. We should have Judd, like, we should have, like, a sped-up version of, like, the the credits at the end, like you see in some of those, like, those pills. (laughs) Not guaranteed. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. go. All right. This former Viking went to high school in the state of Florida. He was a standout athlete in both football, not surprisingly, and basketball. This former Viking was an All-American and a first-team All-Big Ten selection. former Viking played in 28 career NFL games over four seasons with two teams I'm not going to give you the second one because I think it'll give it away you said 28 games yep over four seasons with two teams obviously the Vikings were one of them This former Vikings career high in games came as a rookie with Minnesota when he played in 15. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you need to think on this or you, you want to keep going? Were those starts? Do you, have, do you have the splits between games and starts? Is that available? I'm going to give you that next. Oh. This former Viking played in 23 games with the Vikings and made 12 starts. He was all Big Ten, but only played in 28 NFL games. What a weird deal. He broke up two passes and forced a fumble as a rookie. For a second. Anybody want to guess? Yeah, I'll take a guess. I'll take take a guess. Era or anything? I have no idea. Kanechi Udeza. Oh, buzzer. Erasmus James. Ding. Oh, (laughs) weird. His cohort on the defensive line. Wow. That was so. So did Declan give it to you? Yes. Declan's oh guess. God. Declan's that's guess. Never happened. Declan, Declan was sniffing around. Oh, yeah. When he, he said Kanetu Deza, as soon as he said it, I, I knew it. Wow. I don't think that's happened. Has that happened? Not that clo- Not that wow. bang, bang. It might have happened, but not bang, bang like that. Erasmus James. What a crazy bust that guy was. Yep. Yeah, Big Ten. 
Yep, Torres ACL in Should week they have two like, of 2016, the second season. Okay, because it was ineffectiveness, but it was also like he just got hurt. Yep, so. traded to Washington in May of 2008 and only played five games with Washington. Wow. So, uh, wow, back to, after not winning for like three that and was, a half months. That was really Macadac is that back was really, to back. That was really weird. <laughs> like the like like Declan guessed, and then like you came and got the puck in the crease and just buried it. <laughs> well, yeah. and and Udeza was a USC guy, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, did you? Because you, I mean, you were thinking about the same defensive line, I guess that Erasmus James played on. They played together for a year, didn't they? In oh. Oh, yeah, well, and Kine- when when was Kanechi when was Kanechi diagnosed with cancer? Was that two thousand two or year three? Yeah, that's why I, I thought maybe like when you said. But Erasmus starts. was supposed to be Erasmus was supposed to be the replacement. Like that's like they. I think that they were back to back draft picks in like a yeah. three three year period or a couple year period, and Erasmus was supposed to be the guy that stepped in. Yeah, and play like, right defense. In fact, I think Erasmus. If I'm not mistaken, Erasmus was the last gasp at a pass rushing right end before they finally traded for Jared Allen. They did. So if I so Udeza was 04 draft, right? And then yep, yep. Erasmus was the second pick in it was Troy Williamson was their first pick in 05 and then Erasmus was the second one. And yep. then 06 they drafted Greenway. Yep, and at some point in time, I remember around then Kanechi was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. during the off season. Yeah. Currently, 07 was Peterson, and then 08, they said, screw it, we're trading for Jared Allen. Yep. He actually is currently a, a assistant defensive line coach with the Titans. There you yeah, go. Yeah, he's bounced around as a coach. I think he was a coach at Washington for the Huskies for a while as well, and m- maybe I think he was on the USC staff. Yeah, USC, LSU, Vanderbilt, Washington, yeah. But the Vikings took some big-time stabs at, at trying to fill that right defensive end pass rushing position before they they've punted and said well we'll just give up the house, the farm for jared which turned out to be a great trade so yes. no complaints there well there we go random viking of the week, sort of a week. losers just out so declan's got the clues next week knock the puck in the net right there yeah i you know the the those sort of like mid-2000s vikings teams man there's a lot of random so Dex, vikings, are, a lot of random are, are you kicking yourself a little bit for guessing so quickly uh no not really um okay I'm just curious because it. And as much as Erasmus James is an all-time bust, uh, that one's not super on my radar, so I'm not okay. completely upset I missed that. But I mean, yeah, it, we don't do apples or assists in Random Vike of the Week, but that was a but primary assist. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I think, yeah. like I don't yeah, you know that? if he had thrown any other name out there, it would have just been like an incorrect guess, and I would have continued to. Yeah, you weren't. I, I don't know if you were like in the '90s or in the 2000s. I don't even know what era you were in. And I had to be careful because I can't say first round pick because that's a giveaway. Yep. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Great stuff. All right, boys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily, Daily Ooh. Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see you tomorrow.